Give me head, give me head, give me headlines, and give me head. Are you Hollywood ignorant? Well, let us give you head, give you head, give you headlines with give me head, give me head, give me headlines. I'm Kevin Smith. I'm Ralph Garman. Yeah, and we're gonna we're gonna fucking do what we promised right in the title, you fuckers. We ain't going to bury the lead. We're going to give you those goddamn headlines. Give them hard. And we're going to give them dry, too. Yeah, you're going to just take them. Yeah, we're going to ride you rough and hard and put your way wet with fucking all the headlines we're going to give you. You're going to bleed from facts. We're going to give you a baby along with giving you the headlines because we got so many headlines. <laughs> we're going to give you a baby of knowledge in and your uterus of your brain. And then we're going to give you the rest of your life alone because we're going to leave you with that baby. <laughs> You'll we're go never, out for cigarettes and never come back. <laughs> You'll never forget us. And the child will grow up broken, not knowing no ch- its father. <laughs> no child support payments. Just ideas burst inside your uterus of your brain. Then I'll show up when he's about to graduate high school and tell him who he is and who I am and how much money I got and how his mother treated him wrong. I'm not. I'm going to wait until he's a success, and then I'm going to show up on his doorstep asking for some help. And that's our show. Um, <laughs> <And I do. laughs> the uh, the uh, world of uh, Hollywood doesn't stop, kids, just because we're not on a stage doing Hollywood Babylon, though we will be soon. Mm. It's coming time. You got both your shots? Oh, I only had the one. I got the J&J. I got the sweet J&J action. You got one and done, huh? Got that right, son. Look at that shit. No commitment for this guy. He's, nope. He's fucking... He's, I hit it and quit it, that's, bitch. That's right, man. He's like, look, I was married once. Yeah. Once. I'm never, I'm never going back to that life again. You and I can have a little fun right now, syringe. But then I am gone. Yeah. Hit me once. Just bury it in me and you'll never see me again. That's right. I'll um, be in Scotty Boy's trip. <laughs> right behind the gas station at the corner of Sunset and Highland. Where was it? Scotty Boy's. Sun- Sunset Rectum. Sunset Rectum. <laughs> <laughs> right at that intersection. <laughs> Um, we, uh, we got, uh, news for you. I'm sure kids. I'm oh, sure we do got we news for you? How uh, exciting does this secret invasion series sound to you as the casting this casting is released drib by drib? Let me tell you something in a world where they've made two shows sing on their network so far, both WandaVision and Falcon and the winter soldier. And I wasn't, I was not like, Man, I can't wait for Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I really, really? Give a fuck. Nah, it wasn't my it wasn't my thing going in. But now I'm like, this is fantastic. It's brilliant. So I think and then Loki, Loki's on deck. Yep, and that looks Which good. Looks and then awesome. Hawkeye's after that. And now you know Secret Invasion. Man, I'm all for it. We're gonna get Sam Jackson series. The cast now that they can get mm-hmm. people are dying to be part of this universe. Well, first of all, like Julie Louis Dreyfus just showing up on uh, Falcon As and Winter Madame Soldier. Hydra. Awesome. And then if you look at the announcements, you got Olivia Coleman, Oscar winner Olivia Coleman signing up for Secret Invasion. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Amelia Clark from Game of Thrones also on board. Plus, on top of it, you got Ben Mendelsohn, you got Sam Jackson, you got uh, <clears throat> uh, the Colby Smolders. It just, I just, Everything they do turns to gold. It's just genius. They are making the soap opera that I love to watch, Ralph. Yep. 
making your stories. My stories are so fucking compelling. So, uh, yeah, I'm all on board with that, man. Hell of a list of names. And they all just came out of nowhere at once, man. So yeah. they must be going to camera soon. And it's a cool storyline, Secret Invasion. It's about figuring out scrolls have been here for years. I remember the arc in the comics when they first wrote it. Was it Bendis, I guess, who wrote it? I think that, that was better. a Brian Michael Bendis thing, yeah. Um, and it was it's a fascinating premise when you're dealing with shapeshifters. Who can you trust and who can't you? It's, it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, yes, Disney Plus. Just killing it. Killing Not to it. mention the new deal they just announced with Sony. So Spider-Man will be hanging out with his Avenger pals relatively soon you'll be able to see all those spider-man films out of sony on right disney there on disney plus. plus so for yeah. a while on disney plus you couldn't get any of the spider-man shit but now you're going to be nope. able to get all the spider-man shits every piece of shit that spider-man takes you're going to get right in your face neck and chest because of disney plus makes sense have it all in one place it's not like sony's got their own app or some such shit no, and the and the deal is very lucrative for Sony. They've already got a very lucrative deal with Netflix up first. So apparently it has to run its course on Netflix and then it transfers over to Disney Plus to live there in perpetuity after and that. Ever. Yeah. Come play with us, Sony. It's like a three hundred million dollar deal for Sony, so everybody's gonna win, including the fans. Um, that's good news. Take some of that. Good entertainment yep. news. What else they got going on out there in the world? Speaking it. of Spider-Man, did you see the story with Alfred Molina talking about his role in the you mean, upcoming? I'm sorry, did I see the Alfred Molina spoil Spider-Man <laughs> fucking No Way Home or whatever the fuck it's called? What is it called? Far From Home. Far From Home. No. No, no. Movie that, no. Homecoming, Far From Home. This one is... Uh, no Way Home. No Way Home, yeah. Um, he uh, essentially... I don't know, we shouldn't spoil it here in case anybody didn't follow the story. But it's he, not much of a spoiler. I mean, it, it's been confirmed for some time that he's going to reprise his role as Doc Ock in that film. But I was impressed with the detail he, he went in. The multiverse, though. And yes. he also confirmed like the exact moment where his story arc picks up. That was the cool thing for me. <laughs> and again, not exactly a spoiler in terms of if it has to happen... It makes sense that that's the only place kind of in spider lore it could happen. Right. But if you don't, and if you don't want to know, skip ahead 30 seconds. But he revealed that as we saw Doc Ock last, he was sinking to the bottom of the East River. As a hero. As a hero, having saved uh, the city. Taking the city his power source down with him. Right. And apparently at the at the bottom of that long descend... It isn't the end for our hero. He pops out the other end into a new universe, which is fucking amazing to me. My head exploded. Can't believe we're doing this. Um, the uh, they today's news was more of the plot was revealed. <clears throat> oh, I'm not. I'm not up to date. Apparently, then here we go. Ready to know. What, oh boy, <clears throat> could have pieced it together based on the announcements they've that have come out and the things we've heard and drips and drabs couple villains going in there feels yeah. like there's going to be about oh six of them <sighs> apparently the plot is spider-men versus the sinister six which is made up of the sinister six from across the spider-verse oh, of course it makes and, perfect sense and apparently perhaps this is not confirmed but willem defoe returns as the green goblin shut 
the front door. If the story from Reddit was to be believed or somewhere like that, it might have been 4chan or something, but the the, the stories begins with Peter in court trying to clear his name after the Mysterio, you know. J. Jonah Jameson thing. And then very quickly falls into the Sinister Six storyline. Doctor Strange shows up, multiverse. So our six would be Doc Ock, Electro, Mm -hmm. Goblin. Mm -hmm. Who else would they bring back? Well, he's had some villains already, so Vulture's still alive. You could do that. Scorpion, we met him in jail. Um, Mysterio could come back as well. Could come back. Even if it's not Jake Gyllenhaal. But let's be honest, probably Jake Gyllenhaal. Right. Yeah, that's the one that makes the most obvious sense. I don't know if Keaton would come back to do Vulture, would he? Especially now that he's off shooting. He's, he's busy being Batman again. Flash. But they can get to six. They should get Giamatti back as Rhino. You know, I actually thought that was a pretty cool rendition of Rhino. I did, like, too. I thought that suit was idea. cool. Yeah, him wearing like the armored suit was kind of, yeah. kind of dope. A lot of people shit on it because of his accent, but I was like, I, I thought it was kind of fun. So yeah, that this wow. this interesting is be premise, an incredible comic book movie. Yeah, for sure. Um, and meanwhile, they also just announced the directors for Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse two. Yeah, they got what five of them now. A bunch. Look, man, you know it's better than one director. Fucking five. I'm going to remind you of that in your next film. No way, buddy. This when I that. step up and say, say no, Kevin, I'm going to. I want to co-direct with you, pal. Let me start telling some people what to do. Go over there and tell those people what to do. But Kevin, those those people don't work on the movie. They're just they're just they're just standing around watching. They're your crew, your very own crew. (laughs) They want to make you happy, hair director. Um, Yeah, man, I can't wait for this shit. We're getting back into marvel cinematic universe we've had the you know the disney plus shows and stuff but we're gonna get black widow coming up they just dropped the trailer for shang chi the master of kung fu that looks so cool fucking marvel doing like kung fu movie like that's so fucking dope and his dad is the real mandarin in the comics like uh master of kung fu from the 70s uh shang chi's dad was fu manchu right because this was a series they like started because of Kung Fu, the, David the TV Carey series show, yeah, <laughs> which is on television again now. It's a right. reboot. They're doing a, a version of it right now. So uh, they, you know, Fu Manchu is owned by somebody else. Plus, you know, also kind of racist and stuff. Yeah. Um, but you know, Marvels had their own, uh, you know, Asian villain, also somewhat kind of racist as well in the past. Uh, the Mandarin, which, you know, they did a version of an Iron Man three, Ben Kingsley pretending to be the Mandarin. But then they left you with the impression that, like, there is a real Mandarin out there somewhere. Now we're about to meet that guy. So there's a good chance that Trevor Slattery shows up in in Shang-Chi, the yeah. fake Mandarin. How fun would that be? They don't even need to do that. That trailer looks fucking wonderful, man. And uh, it's a whole new world of marvel ip that though like everyone isn't overly familiar with like razor fist you know the guy that was fucking fighting that's got like the laser yep. sword coming out and shit like that um 
But yeah, Look, we've learned anything from Marvel. It's they can take any one of their IP, whether you're familiar with it or not, and make you love it mm-hmm. within minutes of whatever project they're working on. So now there's just one trailer they haven't showed us yet. That's the Eternals. Yeah. Um, I was surprised that we saw Shang-Chi before we saw the Eternals, but uh, it made sense because they released it for the actor's birthday. Right. Um, But uh, very soon, we got to be seeing some Eternals action as well. We live in a golden age. Would you rather be you now watching this? Or me in the 50s, a gay man in the 50s? (laughs) 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 Well, Ralph, let me think about this. Go listen to Hollywood Babylon gig commentaries (laughs) to get that crossover joke. (laughs) But no, or would you rather be a kid reading comics, 10, 11, 12 years old, and have this world happen? I was thinking about that the other day, whether I enjoy it now more having not had it and longing for it for so long as a young man, or would I just rather be able to have the childish, not childish, but childlike joy of living in that moment as a kid where that stuff was much more important to me than it is now as a father of a child who's got other responsibilities. I don't know how to answer that question. I mean, I'm, I consider myself a grown up as well, but like this shit is so incredibly important to me. I get fucking weepy and, and well I, look, I, I'm affected by it too. But can you remember back when you were really immersed in comic books when yes. that was all that you lived for and when it was Mego action figures and comics and it was just your whole universe was populated by these characters? Had you lived in this time where every other day some other announcement or some other show or some other movie was coming out, do you think that would have been more pleasurable or do you think it's better now because you've got that base of having been that kid and then you went this through this long drought of not having those needs met and now suddenly you get to enjoy it all over again? I think we're, we breathe verified air because we never really had to give it up, right? Like it's been right. part of our worlds ever since it first entered our world, so to speak. <clears throat> so I, I, I'm glad it happened the way it did where I got to enjoy it when I was young because they've always been there for me when I needed them most. When I was a kid, comics were there. When I got back into comics, like as an 18-year-old, like fucking helped me build friendships that last still to this day. Like – I meet Jason Muse because of fucking comic books. Like, right. you know, and Jason and I, I don't know if folks know this or not, but we built a little business over the years. So, what? Yeah. You guys small. are still in touch? Yeah, small. Yeah. We talk every once in a while and we do a thing. That's great. But like, you. you know, that came from comics as well. And so now as an adult, when, you know, I, I, I'm certainly not trying to depress anybody, but like, you know, I had a heart attack three years ago, so I'm painfully aware. <gasps> what? And I tried not to talk about it, Ralph, but I'm going to bring it up here for the first time. But I'm painfully aware of how, like, you know, I am at the shorter end of the stick than I was at the longer end of the stick. Escapism now is more important to me than it was in my 20s, 30s, and 40s. Mm. You know what I'm saying? It's an interesting take, yeah. So this stuff, you know, and I see a lot of people critical about like, oh, infantilized Americans who love their comic book fucking movies and stuff like that with the same- Children who won't grow up. You know, I, well, number one, yes. And that's been my kind of professional MO forever and stuff. But like, 
they've come back into my life at a time when I could really use them as like a wonderful distraction, not just from like, you know, one day I'm going to die, but like, it's nice to have something that entertains me. Like I try to be entertaining for a living. So I'm always thinking of how can I do this? How can I do this? So, you know, who watches the watchman, so to speak? Like Mm. I, that's what fuels me. And it fuels not just like my creative work, but like, you know, we sit around and talk about this shit on podcasts and whatnot. So it is, I'm glad it happened the way it did. I'm glad that like I had it as a kid um, I'm glad I have it now because it's a bridge back to my youth, but it also like engages me <clears throat> on on a kind of synaptic level because it requires you to know a lot of names and a lot of events. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I can't explain this shit to my wife unless I'm like, well, you see, Madripoor was invented in the X-Men comics by Chris Claremont. And, you know, it's kind of like Thailand or Indonesia, but eventually, you know, it's a city of crime, but it gets taken over by the mutants. So the fact that they're dropping reference to Madripoor in the Marvel Cinematic Universe for the first time is yet another Easter egg about acknowledging mutants are coming. And, you know, and she's like, well, what does that mean? I thought there were X-Men movies. I was like, oh, those aren't connected to these. I can't talk. I can't talk to you. And that, storm out of the room. That is one of my great joys in watching this shit. Not only is watching it for me, where I'm like, oh, this is fuck. I can't believe I lived long enough to see them do this shit. I can't believe Falcon has his own fucking show. But the joy in explaining it to somebody else who is completely ignorant of it. Yeah. Like who like my wife, who like got into she never watched the Marvel movies, but she got way into WandaVision and then was, was like, show me some other stuff. And then we watched the rest of the movies. Now she's into Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And, you know, part of the fun for me is just like, pause. Now, Bucky, you see. Let me give you a little background. Oh, oh, it's on James Buchanan Barnes. Erudition about things that don't, that didn't matter once. And now pop culturally matters so much. Like just, it worked out in my favor where I don't seem like some lazy fat ass who knows way too much about unimportant shit. I seem like a guy with his finger on the fucking pulse who's like, you have value. It's crazy. <laughs> so, you know, like it, it, it came at the right time in, in my life every time that it came. And, uh, this is no different. I'm it's, you know, people are always like, don't you want to do one? I'm like, God, no, God, I just, because I love this shit doesn't mean that I want to make one. Like I want See, them to keep making. I them. can't comprehend that. Oh, I'm obviously well, well too long. I like the, the Muppets tooth. too, Ralph. I never wanted to make them. You know what I'm saying? Like I watched every Why episode not? of the Muppet Show. This is not my thing. I like some shit you could just appreciate and be like, I like that you guys do it, but like I don't. Yeah. Wouldn't, I wouldn't do. A I want to. I want to be in the sandbox. Mm-mm. I'm obviously well too long in the tooth to to play a, a superhero at this point. But if someone gave me a magic wand and said you can put on spandex and pick up a fill in the blank hammer, shield, cow, cape, you name it, and fight bad guys for an episode, a film, a moment, a scene, I would fucking, I would do whatever it took to get into that situation. I'm all for it. You didn't tell me I could be in the fucking thing. I thought I was being forced to make the fucking thing because everyone's <laughs> like, that's what you do. You make shit. Not good, but at least you make it. I want to. Uh, so you don't want to direct, it? but you'll you'll play one. Oh, in a heartbeat. Even now, even if, I, I'd, if, if they were like, your character is Doctor Nude, 
Guess what his gimmick is? <laughs> I'd be like, that's you know the what? One, that's the one hero you wouldn't play. I, I can tell you to this. To be in a Marvel that's- thing? I'd reconsider. I'm like, what uh, are they? you'd I'd, reconsider, and then you decide the same way you always decide, which is nope. I'd be like, it stays this. on. I would play the odds where I'm like, it's Disney Plus, so they're never going to show my dick. The only people who are going to see it are the ones on set. And like, I ask for a dick sock, and they're like, no. Part of the deal is you got to no. do it naked. Yeah, you got and you got to grab it a lot and pull on it <laughs> and while like, we're filming. Even though that's not going to be in the show, they're like, just do it. Not in the main show. <laughs> just do it. <laughs> I'm like, all right. Anything from yelling at you. Anything to be in a mar- Do you guys make Julia Louis Dreyfus do this shit? Um. Yeah, I might for that. I look. I. I Whenever I talk about, like, I don't want to make one of these things, it literally is about making one. If I could be in, I'd kill to be in one of these things. If they were like, you know, your good friend Ralph Garman, you cut his throat in the night and you get to be fucking, (laughs) you know, Foggy Nelson. I'd be like, holy shit, Ralph, nice knowing you. And you'd hear that that noise in the night. You'd hear, and you'd be like, oh. And as you bled out, you'd realize my dream was coming true. (laughs) (laughs) It's all worthwhile. I suppose. <laughs> oh, good lord! I'm not traveling anymore with you when we do Babylon on the road. I tell you that. Much. You'll, you'll wake up next time you hear. Like, uh, and I the- was in the Marvel universe. You were because I of was because those those ladies put you in the in the show. I was in a I was the uh, a performer in the uh, radio version of the Captain America Adventure Hour on Agent Carter, and that was fun. But I want to, I want to, I want to punch somebody. I want to be in a costume with you, a thing or a you, mask. You or seem a to thing think you're aged somebody. beyond it, but come on, you could play Cap when he comes back. You know, fucking with the shield <laughs> at the end with the shield. <laughs> <laughs> he's sitting on the bench. And he's like, "No, I don't think I will tell you that story, Senator." Well, here you go, Sam. I want you to have the shield. You're like, what kind of prosthetics or fucking aging up process are you using? They're like, no, we hired you. <laughs> I don't know if you can see what I'm putting up in front of the lens of my camera right now. We we ran out of money for effects, so we just need an age-appropriate old man. Yeah, and you're you're so much younger than me. Nipping at my heels, boy. Hey, man, they I'd be I'd be fucking Bucky compared to fucking old oh, man would fucking you? Steve. Oh, would you? <laughs> No, I'd be more like, let me see, who's my equivalent? Baron Zero. Oh my god. Amazing. I would I loved what he did, man. And I love that great. they kept He's him great. alive and it's still going, just like a comic book. Like this fucking slippery fuck. And you know he's going to... He'll be back. He's headed to the rafts. That means he's heading to Thunderbolt Ross, which means he's going to be part of the Thunderbolts, as it was in the comics and shit. Yeah. They know what they're doing, don't they? They really do, man. They really, they cherry pick fucking 50, 60, 70 years of comic book stories and and remix them. And they got me all over again. They got me. As opposed to Universal, which this story this week really bugged me. I know Mattel, I know Mattel has to make a dollar and they're, they're Mattel's my boss, Mattel Television, makers of Masters of the Universe, colon, Revelation. That's fine because that's content based toys Mm -hmm. it's a synergy between entertainment and toys and i have no problem with that because i was raised on that hell you know the mego line of action figures and my batman comic books and animated and live action series and superman and shazam and all that stuff 
was it was a very familiar concept to me. But when they told me that Vin Diesel now is going to world build the world of Rock'em Sock'em robots for Universal, I was like, can not can not everything, every IP necessarily be a franchise? Do I have to live in a world where anything with a recognizable name suddenly has to become its own franchise of entertainment property? How how do you world build Rock'em Sock'em robots? Like they eventually... That's my point. Not everything lends itself to. No, I got you. I, I here. I'll do you one. Ready? <clears throat> First movie. You establish the Rock'em Sock'em robots, however you do it with your story. They knock their blocks off sometimes when they fight. That's what I've heard. Second movie? Yeah. Rock'em Sock'em robots versus Hungry Hungry Hippos. <laughs> Third movie? Yeah. It's more the art film. Rock'em right. Sock'em robots, colon, trouble. Oh, I like it. Where they get caught under a dome. <laughs> <laughs> and they have to press it in order to get out. Um, then they go to jail, and that one's called uh, Rock'em Sock'em Robots, colon, Life. Sure. Uh, then there's, uh, you know, rock. Then, there, then we fucking go socially conscious where, you know, it's like an Occupy Wall Street movie. So it's mm. Rock'em Sock'em Robots versus JP Moneybags. What is, it, what is Monopoly's name? <laughs> Uh, fuck. <clears throat> we'll God just call that it. one Rock'em Sock'em Robot versus the 1%. No, I like it. That's how you world build. It has to be other games. You need a lot of crossovers. Hungry Hungry Hippos. I don't know if that's a Mattel game. It's probably not, but that's the fucking crossover you want. Rock'em Sock'em the- Robot versus Hungry Hungry Hippos, man. Robots yeah. versus voraciously fucking killer hippos. So that's- you don't care if... Like the hippo eats the robot because it's a fucking robot. It's not really alive. See, you should be directing that. Forget about the superheroes. You need to get yourself into some hippo action. They might let me do the porn knockoff. Horny, (laughs) horny hippos where women, you know, wear like hippo-ish ears and fight one another and. And fuck them, fuck them, suck them robots. The the porn version. Shit writes itself. That does. Um, these hungry, hungry hippos, Ralph, they're trying to get marbles into their mouth. If you, ah, I see. Just you'd present a challenge for them. You'd be their supervillain. That's right. Can't fit. Can't fit these marbles in that mouth. All four of those hippos can't fucking. Nope. Gobble those nuts. But they're welcome to try. <laughs> uh, so you're against this rock'em sock'em robots business. <laughs> Yeah, largely because Vin Diesel's involved and he's playing a father and his son who uh, get an emotional connection to a robot fighter that they represent and blah, 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 blah. I saw this movie I, with, with Hugh Jackman. Yeah, Real Steel a minute yeah, ago. Literally, yeah. they made this movie. I know, I know, I know, I know. And Hugh Jackman <laughs> is 14 times the actor that Vin Diesel is and I just, I can't bear it. I hope I they no call it Rock'em Sock'em Robots colon Real Steel. <laughs> just put it on Front Street, say what it was. Um, that's hubris though, Ralph. <clears throat> to think that Hugh Jackman couldn't make that fucking fighting robot movie work. But, you know, Groot, fast and furious himself is going to fucking single-handedly 
Uh, in his know. press release, he said, with my experience with world building with Universal, like I did with Fast and Furious, this is going to be a huge success. He does not lack confidence, Kevin, is what I'm saying. I'm sorry. What what world did they build with? Fast the Fast and Furious world. That's just they made a movie and they made a bunch of sequels, right? That's not no, world. There's building. a whole world, man. You don't know. Well, world there's- building is more like what Marvel does. But Fast and the Furious, I mean, I'm not shitting on them, but they just make sequels. But they went to Tokyo and they've got a a ride. They got a ride in a sequel. You don't know, man. (laughs) The only thing that I mean, you know, I'm sure somebody else. What about Hobbs and Shaw? You piece of shit. Fine. They got a spinoff. See, I don't know if that counts as world building. You know, world motherfucking building. He didn't mention uh, Pitch Black or Riddick or any of that other shit. He didn't didn't bring that up, oddly enough. That's world building, I would say. Unless he's actually playing the robot in the ring who gets his knock uh, block knocked off. I'm not I'm not interested in seeing him. I want to see him a tree or a robot. Those those are the two roles I'll accept Vin Diesel in. There was a tree or robot. There was a time where I would have. you know, I would have said, this is going to fuck it. Who suck? But I remember saying the same thing about the Lego movie when we first talked about it on Hollywood Babylon. It's and true. The Lego I mocked. Movie turned I mocked. out to be one of the greatest pieces of entertainment of our lifetime. You're absolutely right. So there's a chance. The best of my knowledge, Vin Diesel was not the creative genius behind the Lego movie. Right. But there's a chance that, you know, he brings the right people in perhaps this does turn into is there is there <laughs> it just feels like they did it with real steel why would you is there? i'm gonna get higher with my question is there look i know why mattel's doing it they're like are you fucking shit me like yeah. vin diesel's interested in one of our games as a movie yeah go ahead world build buddy whatever fuck just keep saying absolutely mattel. just keep buying but there's a good chance too where this guy's like uh, I can't fucking have a thing that's not a hit. I don't know what he sounds like. I've never. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's pretty good for a guy who's never heard him before. Simon's just basically doing Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> it is. It's like that, only slower and deeper. But uh, you know, I could. I could. I, God bless. I guess. I mean, I, again, just sounds an awful lot like that Hugh Jackman movie. And I like that Hugh Jackman. It's movie. good. I thought that, was, I thought that was really enjoyable and heartwarming and okay seen that and when i was watching that i was like oh this is kind of like rock and soccer robots but they're not putting their fucking finger on the actual thing they're just sort of alluding to it and that was based on a richard matheson short story before the toy came out and everything i get that but i think we got it i think we you know we all we all saw what it was and is, and is the world crying out to see him play a dad like no no isn't he? Yeah. I, don't, I, I don't see. I haven't seen those movies, but isn't he yeah. like some sort of loner? And yeah, family. Well, I mean, other than being with his family, yeah. I mean, family doesn't mean children, right? He doesn't. Yeah. Mean yeah. He said like famously in that one, the Iron Giant himself. Um, yeah, I mean, well, good for Mattel. Anything that's good for Mattel, I'm okay with. Yeah, but, you are but, company uh, man. Fuck yeah, but uh, you know. Originally, it was a Marx toy. Yeah. Marx no longer in the in the universe anymore. But when I was a kid, Marx they were absorbed by that Mattel. was a big deal. Yeah, yeah. Marx was. Marx made those commercials. Marx made the magic hat. Remember that? Yeah, it did. 
I found the magic hat, dude, in Vancouver. I was making an episode, I think Flash or something like that. Me and Malcolm went to like an indoor fucking auction, like a flea market thing. <clears throat> and sitting in one of the booths was the magic hat in in a box, bro. Shut up. And I like bought it and sent it to my brother because he had had that when I was a kid. Wow. And he was just like, did you... Have you had this for years? I was like, I literally found this in fucking Canada. Um, and it was like this plastic magician's hat. With I know exactly what it was. It was card and it had all fucking things that like made it super easy to do magic tricks that had nothing to do with real magic. It was just fucking gimmicked up piece of plastic. Yes. You could pull shit out of stuff. Yes. 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 I remember it that. so, so vividly. I didn't know that Mattel bought them. I have a uh, Mattel Big Jim playset that was uh, before before I got into Star Wars figures and stuff. Um, like my brother had GI Joes, I had Big yeah, Jim. Big Jim was a transition transition toy. Yeah, because because GI Joes were like fucking a foot tall, and then the Big Jim was like Mego sized. Yeah, and then we went to action figures, Star Wars figure size. But uh, Big Jim, he didn't have like a line of, he didn't have like friends and shit. No, he had like a camper and a, some a weight set and some dolphin shorts or something. I had the camper as well and the karate studio, which I saw. yes. But uh, yeah, man, he was he was a boy's best friend back in the day. Do you remember? It was fucking- their answer to Action Jackson? Remember Action yes, Jackson? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but Mattel, you know, the other, uh, like fucking month I was talking to <clears throat> Rob at my, at Mattel, he's my, my boss on masters. And I was like telling him, I was like, I got, you know, I, I got my big gym thing here. And he's like, you know, big gym is in active development right now. And I was like, are you kidding me? No IP is safe. No, I mean, that's it. If, if there's remote and, and you know how many people know big gym out of a hundred, you and me. Yes. Like, <laughs> True. So it's not even like this IP where it's like, oh, the world's waiting for yes, a Big Jim movie. Finally, Big Jim on the big screen. But they'll make it fucking work. It's like, <laughs> it's unfucking believable. Um, you know what? I remember G.I. Joe had a buddy, Bullet Man the Human Bullet. Of course, yes. That and Bullet Girl. They, they deserve a fucking thing. Yeah. Yeah, they do. Dude who's just like, and he's got a bullet helmet. Like fucking, oh. Yeah, no IP is safe, man. I'm okay with that. I can't wait for Slinky, the movie. I want to see Major Matt Mason in the film. You remember Major Matt Mason? It's probably a little before your time. No, what is it? Uh, it's mid-60s, late-60s Mattel toy that was uh, an astronaut, basically, but he fought intergalactic villains and stuff, and everything it was pretty cool. Before Star Wars, but after Star Trek? Oh, yeah. Uh, around Star Trek time, actually, around the mid to late 60s. I only knew about it because I had a next door neighbor who was older than me, and he gave me this giant box of toys he was no longer interested in because he found pot. And so it's like, I don't need this anymore. And he gave me all his major Matt Mason toys, and they were a blast. Um, I found uh, toys as an adult and kept pot, too. I know. See, you've got it all. Once Um, again, once again, you're living the perfect life. Trying. I, I sit here now that I think about it. Why did I have Big Jim stuff, but my parents were so hard-pressed to get me the Mego Batman Batcave or Mego in general? Was Mego more expensive than Big Jim? And I'm starting to think that- I can't imagine. Maybe I was at the tail end of Big Jim where Mattel was like, eh, nobody really cares. And they started liquidating oh, at low prices. You got discount Big Jim stuff. Yeah. Because, I mean, big, big action play sets were not- 
a feature in my house. You know, they I got Star cheap. Wars figures, but I didn't get like the big action play sets and stuff. So I, it may have been that like, you know, oh, this big Jim Karate studio is fucking discounted at a dollar ninety nine and marked down. Yeah, maybe it'll inspire a fat one to work out or something like that. So <laughs> it could be that I got that's why I had like the big gym camper in the karate studio, but didn't couldn't have the back cave because the mm. my parents are like, well the back cave's not on sale. Back cave yeah. is very expensive. And I didn't have that creative mom who made a homemade fucking Batman four, fantasia four foot tall in the four foot tall Wayne Manor and Batcave, top to bottom, with sliding library door and actual bat poles down. The the amount of love that you were the recipient of to receive so magnificent a fucking gift. Ugh. Yes. Ugh. Yes, you're right, Kevin. Mm. I was was more loved than Mm. you. You're absolutely right. It's just that fucking... It's just a fact. I tell my mother that story all the time. I'm like, you know, Ralph's mom made him a giant, <laughs> not just a bat cave. Like, he didn't get the Mego bat cave. She made him a fucking bat cave with a Wayne Manor on top of it. Yeah. My mother Sculpted like, furniture out of foam rubber and then covered it with uh, fabric to make material. Yeah. She, she actually made furniture for the Wayne Manor to fit in scale with the, the, the Wayne Manor that she built. Same design. Yeah. So you had the same color couch that fucking Batman had? Yeah. You got siblings? I have an older sister, yeah. And was she just, did she hate your guts for the amount of love and attention that you sucked up? <laughs> yes, and she still does. I <laughs> Rightfully yeah. so. Yeah. My God, she had it And easy. then my mom was making the bat costume when she wasn't making me <clears throat> a, uh, a bat a bat cave in the Wayne Manor playset. So was your sister like, why can't I get a Nancy Drew anything? And then storming out of the room. Where's an easy bake oven? <laughs> I can't even get an easy bake oven. You're making him a bat suit. You're encouraging him, mother. I hate you. <laughs> yeah, we were all we were equally loved. Um fuck man. That was goddamn Wow, this was a total nostalgia job. fucking show, wasn't it? I didn't expect us to go here. It's all and it here is. we are. It's and yet we here we we're are. We're fucking 50. All we do is reminisce, dude. That's true. Glory days. The words of another great New Jerseyan. Um, who, proud to say, I think you and I might be more interesting podcaster than, uh, than the boss. I don't know, Barack, because, you know, when I was growing up, you know, there in Jersey, I used to walk on the boardwalk and, uh, yeah. Well, me too, boss. Yeah. I tried to listen to a little bit. I was like, oh, I, I really thought I'd be into this, it because I love feels him forced in, in concert. And, you know, his storytelling in concert, like where he just stops and starts telling you a story about growing up and shit. You're like, yeah, oh my God, I'd listen to this dude do anything. And then those I, aren't impromptu. Yeah. I listen to this and I'm like, mm, mm, yeah. Mm. I, but I mean, I'm like, good for him because I'm sure he's making a mint. But yeah, in one small way. I feel like I'm I'm a little bit better than Bruce at something. Oh, I'm all that all that about all the podcasting people who are Johnny come lately. So it's like, really, boss, you really need to pad your fucking bank account with a podcast too. Just go, just go fucking do what you do. I, I do one thing. I can do one thing fairly well. 
Let me just have that. Can I have that while you have everything else? I shouldn't be judgy about it because, like, you know, I'm, I came into the space early on, to be fair, 2007. You but I fucking did come were from, a pioneer. You get to I, be judgy. I, I did come from another medium with an, with an audience built in and stuff like that. So, you know, I shouldn't be judgy. But I remember when, like, Conan started a podcast and I was like, yeah. bro, you don't have enough like just because the tv thing is wrapping up you don't have enough you got to jump in here and then his publicist got him like a hollywood reporter cover like the king of podcasting or something like that and i'm like bro you don't have enough but you know what it's i could sad. never i couldn't i couldn't pass judgment because i had made this very similar journey just long before him like i too was like go someplace where people appreciate me and build yeah but you didn't know you were waiting to be appreciated you went you ventured into that dark forest mm. with no promise of success or or just the promise you, of a good time right there was no audience waiting for you you said i'm just going to do this because here's an opportunity for me to talk and share with people who may be interested in things i have to say because you had a fairly positive response with people in real life. And this was the, the natural extension from that. The rest of this shit that's going on now is sheerly either a cash grab or an attention grab or some sort of uh, drum beating to say, hey, look at me. Let me just let me bolster up my career by announcing the fact that I have a podcast. It's a very different, different situation. And I think it's completely legitimate for you to be judgy because you were literally a a pioneer in the medium and if you can't be judgy about that what can you be judgy about because there's very few things in a life you get a chance to be one of the first people through the door right true you couldn't do it with film couldn't do it with television couldn't do it with comics there's a lot of people who came ahead of you yep. in a lot of things that you've enjoyed working on but this one is legitimate you kind of were one of the first guys through the door so i think if you have a if you have an opinion on any medium i think this one would be legitimate well, that's my, my take my opinion then is that <coughs> those two dudes um <coughs> the president <laughs> and the boss <coughs> <coughs> would have made a much better podcast if they just talked about getting laid <laughs> could you imagine you know the first time for me barry was uh under the boardwalk in uh in Ashbury Asbury Park we we were uh, we were out there on the beach and we were swimming late at night and i remember her her top came off <laughs> a big wave came along and fucking knocked her top off and uh <laughs> i started to uh, you know sucking on those titties and the next thing you know i was i was balls deep in the sand that would be a fucking fascinating listen. Wouldn't it? That'd oh be great. God. I'd be like, now we're getting to the fucking essence of shit. This is, this is real stuff. Yes, fuck, man. Now Not I feel like, like I'm literally hanging out with these guys. <laughs> how do you feel about race, boss? You don't want to hear that conversation. Going. Right. It's not important. You want to hear him be like, how do you feel about like Bush, boss? <laughs> I'm like, I'm bald. I don't like to. I don't like to spend a lot of time. I'm, I'm all with the about hair. hard hardwood floors. Man. <laughs> I, don't, I don't go in for the shag carpet. I don't even like an area rug. You know what I'm saying? I got slippers. I don't need a rug. Um, 
All right, I gotta go, pal. I gotta, I gotta wrap, I gotta wrap this up because I got a thing I gotta do. But I have a uh, good time doing sexy Bruce. Fuck. No, well, when, well, you, when well, we're done with this, we I'm can just, add I'm that gonna... to the pantheon when we get in front of a live crowd again up on stage. Oh and uh, won't it be great to be like, uh, you'll be able to come see me and Ralph this Friday at the oh. at the Improv. Go to tickets at csmod.com. I haven't said that in so fucking long. I'm going to literally pull out my cock and jerk off while we're on stage well that's gonna get us thrown out of the club particularly in a well no because we era. have that we have that table in front of us with a uh with a with a covering and so people will be wearing you're the masks. only one people will probably you're be the, wearing masks probably yeah. so they don't have to worry about getting it in their mouths but we can give them face shields and <laughs> it could be like gallagher 2021 but instead of a watermelon <laughs> you just squeeze your dick <laughs> Give everyone a a, a slicker, a rain <laughs> just in the front row. Man, if you, uh, you think you can get past that front row, that's no. I think everyone in the front row is safe. <laughs> like he's shooting blanks. This old man shooting dust. He could play old Steve Rogers. Come back for with a fucking shield. <laughs> uh, there it is, kids. There it is. You wanted the headlines. We gave you the headlines, man. And more. We bared our souls. Yeah, you got to learn some shit tonight, ladies and gentlemen. But you don't learn nothing without the guy over there. Give it up for Mr. Ralph fucking Garman. Let's hear it from my babble buddy, Mr. Kevin Smith. And to all you good old fucking that Kevin Smith Club members, don't forget the entire Hollywood Babylon Library is available. Where? The Ralph Report at www.patreon.com slash the Ralph report. Go toss him a few bucks, would you? What the fuck, man? He's got the good shit, the old shit, the classic shit. You're listening to this current <laughs> fucking byproduct bullshit, placeholder <laughs> nonsense. It, but it, it's good, though. We, we all enjoy it. Yeah, it's whatever. It's a fucking fraud. It's a charade oh compared God. to what the show used to be. We were Get gods. a new strain. We stood in front of hundreds and made jokes at their expense and the expense of our betters. And now reduced to this doing headlines, cheap headlines in the alleyway and shit. I'm calling Conan O'Brien. Station. Conan O'Brien must do the sidekick on his show. <laughs> uh, there it is, kids. Fucking you wanted the headlines. We gave you, gave you, gave you the head. Lines? Nice. Give me head, give me head, give me headlines. And give me head. <laughs> this podcast has been produced exclusively for members of that Kevin Smith Club.com.